Blog Talk Radio. The opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world, broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world, spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com, music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. This is Dr. Jennifer Daniels, and you're listening to Healing with Dr. Daniels on the Rainbow Soul channel at Blake Radio. Okay, it is Tuesday, May 3rd, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and today's topic is your own perfect medicine. Yes, healing you can access without permission. And our guest is Doc Mike. Hi, Doc. Good afternoon, Jennifer. Um, thank you so much for having me up on your show again. I've been waiting for a couple of weeks now, revving up my engines because we've got uh, some fantastic stuff that's going on with uh, self-healing. And you told me about your new program for, what is it called, Healing in the House? Healers in Panama, healing. teaching people to be the 911 in their homes. They don't have to call yeah. 911. They can be 911. <laughs> right. Well, you and I, I think, have been 911ers for a long time, and I've shared it with many, many of my patients and um, just finished a tour, my ninth tour in Ecuador. I was mm-hmm. down there for three months, December, January, and February. Had a tremendous um, experience down there as Oh, it's, it would it'd probably be 911, like an ER. We had uh, a clinic in a little town called Kanyar at 12,000 mm-hmm. feet, and it treated about 250 people. And during that time, I was down there, sometimes working seven days a week, and had some uh, wonderful people that we helped with their nutrition, with their immune systems, and with oxygenation, which I've been doing for. Well, since 1998, about I'm in my 18th year now, and it's always successful with oxygen, as you know. Go ahead. Okay, so tell us about um, our own perfect medicine. 
Our own perfect medicine is urine. And I've been working with that for many years, too. Uh, actually, I think I saved my life with it back in 1965 when I was in the Navy, and they had me on 10 different drugs, most of them neuroleptics and some narcotics, also IV amitol. And I was in what they call a quiet room, and uh, there was no toilet there, just uh, uh, cyclone fencing on the window and a little chicken wire on a little panel of glass on the door. So I urinated and defecated right there in the room. And uh, being thirsty... No, you didn't didn't have much choice. Right. No toilet. It was just a terrazzo floor and, you know, some... uh, probably some cement walls. These, these was in a, it was in a psych ward. So um, I was thirsty. I remember at least once, and I may have done it more than once, but I do remember one time getting down on my hands and knees and putting my hands on the floor and just drinking, just sucking the urine right up from the floor and drinking it. Well, that urine had all of the antigens from these drugs that they were giving me. And when they went into my body, those intruders or antigens caused the antigen antibody reaction and bulletproofed my body against these drugs that they were giving me. So then if we take a look at this, what you're suggesting is if people who are now on on these psych drugs, like kids with ADHD or kids with oppositional defiant disorder, Right. They might benefit from drinking their own urine. Absolutely. 100%. When I got back from the Navy about six months later, I met with a psychiatrist and my mom and dad, and I was a zombie. I couldn't, um, I had put on, first of all, I had put on a lot of weight from the food I was eating. I couldn't exercise. And um, my mind was just blown by all of these uh, psychotropics. And I remember the psychiatrist saying to my parents, Mr. and Mrs. Whitthort, you are very, very lucky. In my 30 years as a psychiatrist, I have never seen anyone survive the drug regimen that your son, Doc Mike, was put on. And I didn't realize what he was saying because I had no mind at that time with these different drugs. What he was saying was they, they tried to kill you. They gave you a regimen they knew was deadly, and they're surprised you survived it. Exactly. Most of mm-hmm. the, um, or I would say all, all of the soldiers that were given these drugs had died that this doctor had seen. And this was the, at the beginning of the Vietnam War in 1965. It lasted another 10 years. But I'll tell you what, yeah. there are some survivors. I've gone to the psych wards at VA hospitals. And there are these kids there, now they're in their 70s, okay, that were Mm -hmm. given these drugs uh, in 1965 through 1975 and are still mentally incapacitated. They are zombies. Right. I fortunately recovered. Uh, This doctor cycled me off of the drugs. But as a doctor, as a psychiatrist, they're taught that you must be on drugs, but drugs are the answer. So I was cycled off all these drugs and um, given a new regimen 
of lithium carbonate, 1,200 milligrams a day to soak up my quote-unquote craziness, my manic-depressive, paranoid schizophrenia. This is what I was diagnosed with and then uh, discharged from the Navy with no benefits. This has been 50 years now, okay? And I have never gotten a dime from the Navy for what they did to me there, traumatized me in a testing center. It was a cover-up. They never mentioned anything about what had happened to me, why I got in this state after being one of the best athletes in Illinois in, two, or in uh, uh, 1962 and 1963. And this happened to many, many soldiers that did not survive the regimen of um, the psychiatric wards. So now what we have going on now, you know, we just had a, a big war in the Middle East, uh, right. the Gulf War, uh, Iraq War. So right. is that possibly what's happening to our present uh Soldiers, ones who are that coming one, home yes. on these psych drugs and uh, killing themselves. Absolutely. The suicide rates now are the highest they've ever been since the Crusades when they, when they dreamed up war back, I don't know what years those were, probably around the time of Jesus, okay, mm-hmm. 2,000 years ago. So, and, and their, their first uh, uh, regimen is uh, antidepressants. The first adverse reaction to antidepressants is suicide and suicidality. And there's a a video out there called The Hidden Enemy. And I'm in one of the chapters there. I don't know if you've seen that. Yes, I have. You have. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. at YouTube. And I'm in Chapter 3. And I believe it's Chapter 13 just for a couple of seconds as as the recovery chapter. But in Chapter 3, which is about the drugs, I'm in there and I enumerate all of the drugs that I was put on in the Navy and then after I got out to this lithium. And I did the math on 1,200 milligrams of lithium a day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and bedtime, 300 milligrams. That's 1,200 milligrams a day times 365 times 36 years. I took 45,000 of those capsules during those 36 years. Over a million, 200,000 milligrams. Now, do you feel like the, the urine helped you get off the lithium? I believe that the urine bulletproofed me against the lithium. The reason I got off the lithium was that when I got into the medical field uh, in 98, I was helping people get off of drugs. But then at lunchtime, I would go up and wash down a lithium pill. I'm helping you get off of, you know, Zoloft or Prozac or insulin. And then here's Doc Mike going up to his kitchen from his clinic. I had my clinic in my house and, and washing down a lithium pill for lunch and uh, dinner and bedtime. And the same thing the next day. Well, in 2001, I got a very, very prestigious uh, publication called Drug Facts and Comparisons. Mm-hmm. And I looked up lithium for the first time in my life. This was my 36th year, okay? And what do you think the, se- the first, not the second or the third or the tenth, the first adverse reaction to lithium was in, around, in, in the year around 2000, 2001? Suicide. No. <laughs> I'll help you. Kidding. Sudden, sudden death. 
Sunday. <laughs> that was Bill, I, that would be homicide or just a medical killing. Yeah. yeah, basically, I cocked that handgun forty-five thousand times in the last thirty-six years. This makes Deer Hunter look like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Forty-five thousand times I took that pill, and I'm still alive. And Dr. Bodine, who was a famous uh, chiropractor from the East Coast, and I finally met him at a health show in uh, Windsor, Canada. When I started talking to him about my experiences, so my motorcycle accident, my hunting accident, the Navy, uh, some dynamite that I almost blew myself to Dallas with, okay, he said, Doc, it's real simple. God is getting you ready for something. Okay? <laughs> and then I met him personally in Windsor, and we had a great time together there at the at the health conference and he was he was defrocked just like you were just like i was just like brad mm-hmm. street you know um but we're still alive and and kicking and i think we're going to be doing this for a long time because i think it's just from the bible the mighty shall fall that's the pharmaceutical companies the doctors the insurance companies the hospitals the lawyers the politicians you know, our governor's, our ex-governor is sitting in jail for 14 years. He fell for stealing. Now, who's your ex-governor? Blagovich. Blago, oh. they call him as a nickname. He's in there for 14 this is years. Illinois. He's talking in, about Illinois. Right. Yep. And we had some other governors go, too, for fixing, for greed. It's all greed. They sell their souls, just like all these doctors. They expected you to sell your soul. But you yeah, I know. Them. I think I was. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess they figured anyone from the ghetto who got into Harvard would be eternally grateful <laughs> and willing to do anything. But uh, they just didn't call it right for some reason. Well, you hit the epitome of education. I flunked out of grade school, two high schools, and four colleges to get put on drugs for thirty-six years. Okay, and we're both international stars now. All these people that are listening out there, they can go to my websites wakeupwell.org wakeupwell.org or I've got a .com justcureitnow.com justcureitnow.com These are dedicated to stopping the mutilation of women. There are some very intimate videos there. Um, viewer, yeah, now the viewing. mutilation of women, I'm, I'm actually pretty interested in, in this and when I was in medical school there was some yeah. hint um, that there is mutilation of women going on. And as always, uh, <laughs> we were told, yeah, there was a hint. Well, I mean, the, the uh, medical industrial complex that was responsible for education hinted that there was some mutilation going on, but the mutilation was totally on the part of doctors who were overzealous and who were not adhering to the standard of care. Then I, uh, in medical school, happened to somehow um, witness, or actually, it wasn't medical school. They wouldn't let us near that in medical school, which is the cancer gynecological cancer department. But in my residency, I actually saw some gynecological cancer surgeries. I, oh my God! I am going to just absolutely mutilate the poor lady internally and externally. And of course, right. you know there was no clear increase in survival, or more to the point, no clear survival. And you know, there was just this mutilation going on. And it wasn't until after I no longer had a license and did some research that I realized that the pelvic exam amounts to no more than just uh, serial rape. 
Well, and so it's, it just kind of starts from the beginning, from the time you take your clothes off. It just, things go from bad to worse. Right. And if, if you go into the medical history, which I did on many, many of my radio programs when I was broadcasting for 14 years, <clears throat> in 1975, there were almost 800,000 hysterectomies performed in the United States alone. And 1,700 of those women died on the operating table. Go ahead. Yeah. So this is what I have done uh, during at least the last 10 years, possibly longer because time flies, okay, Mm -hmm. is I developed a series of videos that are on my websites, wakeupwell.org and justcureitnow.com. You click on the um, link to web videos. And... These videos are self-help and self-care of the uh, reproductive areas of the body and the breasts. And now, what, what, uh, is, I, what does urine therapy come in here? What, is there something a lady can do with urine therapy yes, to, to help? Uh, absolutely, stop the just mutilation and rape. Yes, yes. Um, urine therapy is an ozone generator in the body. Not only oxygen is improved in the body, but also ozone. Because in 2002, and I didn't get a call from Scripps, but they discovered this in 2002. That's uh, 14 years ago. And and the printout is actually on my website. It's a link at my website at uh, Services and Forms. You go to the bottom of that page, and there's a link there to ozone right above uh, Doc Mike's weight loss program. But... Mm-hmm. They've discovered that an antigen that comes into the body forms an antibody. This is how your immune system was formed, and 7 billion people around the world and some animals too, how our mm-hmm. immune system is formed. When you have an intruder come into the body, the immune system picks it up and then forms an antibody to it and puts it on the cell matrix. So the next time mm-hmm. that intruder comes along, you have no problem. It's in, in all adults, 100 trillion cells. So if you get a mosquito bite in your toe or a mosquito bite in your ear and you have the mm-hmm. antibody to mosquito bite, you, you just, you know, you might get a little swelling there as the white and red blood cells go there to repair it, but you're not going to get malaria and you're not going to get some deathly, uh, some death-defying uh, illness, Okay. And everything so else. what about urine therapy? Now, how, how would this lady use urine therapy to prevent uh, the serial rape and mutilation that routinely happens in the gynecologist's office? Well, that's what, that, that's what Doc Mike Wittort, our PMD, is all about. It's the code, a doctor of preventive medicine. What mm-hmm. everything is about out there is oxygen, ozone, penzone, quadrazone, because we're doing fecal therapy too, Okay is about preventing these issues. When your cellular oxygen is in the 95 to 100% range and your pH is in the uh, um, 7.2 to 7.5, and that is done with oxygen, and urine generates oxygen and also creates uh, an immune system that is extremely strong. Because and what about this research. lady's mindset? Because what's really um, going on here, it seems to me, is these women are actually hypnotized. Hypnotized yeah, exactly. by propaganda, whatever. 
to think that going into a doctor's office, taking off their clothes, throwing right. their legs in the air and spreading them is somehow uh, therapeutic. Right. Is there something well, about drinking urine that makes it difficult for a person to be hypnotized? <laughs> yes. No, I'm serious. I, because, called, you know, all yes. drink urine, it's, I tell you, I, I, when I was drinking urine, I would not tolerate anything. I mean, if someone was, um, you know, tried to pre- give me this hypnosis stuff, you know, yeah. well, you know, aren't you, aren't you worried about the end of the world? Well, don't you want your kids to go to college? Well, don't you want to have health insurance? So all of these um, fake means that you can only believe if you're under deep hypnosis, I just reject immediately. It seems to me that that women who drink urine are just not susceptible to the BS. You just see right through it. You're like, you know what? You need to take that line of stuff and and walk out the door with it. So what what would be that mechanism there that, that we're drinking urine just kind of changes your mind, so to speak, and makes it so your mind just doesn't pick up the hypnosis. Right. Well, and I know that, you know, I'm sort of your go-to guy when uh, when there's a question about urine therapy or fecal therapy. And mm-hmm. I've done a tremendous amount of research on this and had thousands and thousands of cases where I've helped people get on urine therapy and seen the reactions overnight. Okay, now one of the issues, like you're talking about, so how much hypnosis. urine should these ladies take? Because this is important because these okay. ladies are being mutilated. So get this pap smear, right? Well, you have an abnormal pap smear. We have to do a cone biopsy, or we have to do cryosurgery, or we have to do a, whatever. And then, then the, the mutilation begins, just a little bit by little bit, just a layer and layers of uh, cells. Mm-hmm. So how much urine should this lady uh, drink to help her not be susceptible to this hypnosis? Because it's a real problem, and I think this hypnosis is really the cause of a lot of uh, mutilation and death on the part of women. Right. Well, let's go back to the start of the hypnosis, and I can tell you the, the, uh, the quantity of urine is not the most important thing. It's just that you do it, mm-hmm. and there's different ways to start that. But I'll, I'd like to go back to the hypnosis part of this, which is you're a woman. You understand mm-hmm. how this has gone. You've probably gone through it. And I've treated many women that have had hysterectomies, and we put their lives back together with urine therapy. But here's my take on this. When you're 13, mm-hmm. 14, 15 years old, you have your first period, okay? And you mm-hmm. bleed, but then you get better in a few days, okay? Mm-hmm. And then next month, you bleed, and you get better in a, in a, in a few days, okay? Now, if somebody mm-hmm. suggests surgery, like a doctor who has a white coat and all these certificates on the wall and everything you know he's mr wonderful okay and went to schmooze school okay he says we're going to cut you okay where surgery is about cutting something okay and in i think in the real deep subconscious because you know they're they're not doing hysterectomies on too many teenagers or 20 year olds Mm -hmm. though i do have a couple of cases in their 20s but 30s 40s and beyond very very common Okay, Mm -hmm. Okay. so the doctor says there's a surgery involved in this, in this very deep subconscious, this I'm going to bleed and I'm going to be okay comes back. So if you you want to cut me. That's a a possibility, but I think 
you know, what I noticed in medical school was women felt they had to go see the doctor. They had right. to go see the doctor uh, very for annual counselor, for yes. pregnancies, and right. they would even try and pull their husbands, oh, my husband's a bad person because he doesn't go see the doctor. That, the only way you could arrive at that mindset is through hypnosis. So these ladies are obviously in a walking, waking trance. So how much urine do they take to break that trance? Because that trance is what leads to serial rape, which is a pelvic exam every year, and right. uh, mutilation, whether it's a breast biopsy, um, oh, yeah. you know, or a partial uh, yeah. hysterectomy, right. or exploratory surgery. You know, the, the yeah. exploratory stuff they do. What, what is that called when they, um, they go into the uh, reproductive area with a camera? Um, there's a term for that. Laparoscopic. Laparoscopic. Laparoscopic, right. I've had a few patients with that, okay? And then when they mm-hmm. get done with that and they find out nothing's wrong, okay, they, the, the woman might say, I want to have a hysterectomy. I don't care what you say. I, I think there's a problem here. I've had women that had their breasts taken off. When, when the, the first doctor says, I can't do that because my insurance company won't reimburse me because you don't have cancer. So if she goes to the second doctor, Dr. Patel or Muhammad, and he says, mm-hmm. you don't need an appointment. I'll take your breast off this afternoon. And he's done, I've got a patient that had her breast cut off in, in an afternoon at, at like an out clinic. And there was yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. wrong with her breast. It's just that Correct. she so obviously upset. she was in a state of hypnosis. Yeah, right. she was in a state of hypnosis, okay. and uh, you know insisted on this and followed right. through with it. And, so, and I'm not trying I'm to avoid. Then, yeah, and I'm not trying to avoid the, ladies, the answer to this yeah. of quantity of urine. Okay, now yeah. here's the deal: when mm-hmm. an intruder comes into the body, whether it's a mosquito bite, mm-hmm. okay, or you drink a bottle of pop. 10 ounces, 16 ounces, 32 ounces. And that's a very, very heavy intruder, okay? But if, if you, you can start urine therapy with one drop, you collect your urine, possibly in a little cup or something like that, put your little finger in the cup. There, you, if you look up, uh, you know, put your um, finger against a, a dark surface there, you'll see one drop sitting on the, on the tip of your little finger. And you put that underneath your tongue, that will bulletproof you against your environment. That's how powerful the immune system is. Every immune cell and lymphatic vessel is notified that there's an intruder on board and will bulletproof the body. Now, I, you know, and some people say, well, I can do one drop. I remember this black patient that I had because she was kind of jumpy when I mentioned urine therapy. Oh, I don't know about that, doc, you know. You know, you're in, uh, you know, I'm sick, I'm on some medications and so on. And I said, uh, well, you can do one drop. She says, well, I can do one drop. What's the next level? And I said, how about one teaspoon? Oh, she says, I could do that. So she went in the bathroom at my clinic, brought me back a little cup of her urine. I took a teaspoon of it, and I put it in some water, and I stirred it up. And she sipped it, and she said, I can't taste it. I said, well, that's wonderful. You just bulletproofed your whole body, and she drank the rest of the water in there. And then I picked up the cup that she had her urine in, and I started drinking her urine. And, oh, Doc, you're going to die. You know, you, what, what are you doing there? You know? I said, no, honey. I said, I'm proving to you that nothing is wrong with you, nothing at all. 
And you know what we were curing at that time, Doc? Was a case mm. of ulcerative colitis. This young girl. Okay, but this is my pregnant. question. Yeah. This is my question. For the women out there who would like to overcome this hypnosis, what would yes. be their minimum daily dose that would do the trick? If they did a drop a day, would that do it? If they did a teaspoon a day, would that do it? If a teaspoon in water, I would say, would be an excellent way to start. Okay? And as there's no, 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 I'm talking about finishing because, oh. you know, people are listening. They're like, okay, drop a teaspoon, a cup, two cups, a pint, a gallon. <laughs> how much urine am I going to be drinking here? You know, where does this end? But how okay. much does it take just for the the – the mind to be grounded and not susceptible to this uh, hypnosis that's going on. In my experience, it, the, mm-hmm. the, you could do it with a drop, but a teaspoon would certainly be uh, sufficient in a glass, maybe a six or eight ounce glass of water. Put a, you know, get the teaspoon, put it in the in the glass, and then stir it up real good and drink her down. Okay, it's tasteless, okay. odorless, well, colorless. Well, now, okay, <laughs> it, it can be tasteless, odorless, and colorless if a person's following a certain diet. Because when I was drinking urine, as long as I was on basically um, a vegan diet with yeah. not too many spices, then the urine was pretty much bland, like uh, right. chicken right. broth. But right. when I started spicing up my food and, um, you know, I forgot what I added, but it was still vegan. Whoa, that urine was some pretty strong stuff. So you can get a really um, strong, uh, astringent, um, kind of tangy edge to it that I don't even know if eight ounces of dilution could uh, overcome. So that that is, is, you know, a lot of these people aren't, you know, maybe aren't following... um, 100% 100% let's, organic let's vegan address diet. Your questions, let's address your questions yeah. one at a time, okay? If they yeah. feel uh, that the, the taste of a teaspoon in eight ounces of water is unacceptable, mm-hmm. okay, put it in 16 ounce, throw that away, get another teaspoon, get a 16 oh, ounce okay. or a 20 ounce cup Only a preparation. dilute it in that. It's, it's uh, the very, very basic homeopathy. Right, okay, because that would still be the mother, what they call the mother tincture, okay? Homeopathy is 10X, 20X, and 30X, what we're right. doing with GCMAF now. Now, do they, and, um, uh, do they need um, to have distilled water or reverse osmosis water? What kind of water should be in this 8-ounce glass? Um, I, I know you have some advice on uh, distilled water and so on. It, that's uh, that probably No, be, I mean, mixing the urine. How should they mix the urine? We, yeah. It, I, the teaspoon in, in of urine. Good, in any kind of good water, if you're in a town that doesn't have fluoride and chlorine, it, it, it's not really the medium. It's getting the, the see the urine is so stable. Okay, so tap water with the chlorine and the fluoride yeah. would, would work. Not not the best, not the best, but it but the it does not change the urine. Okay, you still get the full impact of the urine, whether it's a teaspoon or in 16 ounces or a teaspoon in 8 ounces or just, I think what happens over time is somebody will say, you know what, this urine is not that bad. And as you know, I haven't peed in my toilet in my clinics and around the world in close to 15 years. I take a small sip of every pass because of the chemtrails 
and the environment. Now, wait a minute. A small you know, sip of every yeah. pass. So, in other words, you yeah. don't drink the whole. You don't drink 100% uh, of the urine that comes out. Uh, from time to time, I have. I just finished a urine fast, what we call a urine fast, where you drink nothing right. but your urine, no water. Right. No, I just want to clarify that. Urine for so when you say hours. none of your urine went into the toilet, where did it go, the part you don't drink? Oh, well, I would capture it. In a, I have a large glass. I bring it to my apartment here in Chicago. I've got mm-hmm. about, I'd say it's 16 or 17-ounce cup on my sink in my bathroom. I collect my mm-hmm. urine. I take a small sip of it, and then I throw it in the, in the toilet or the sink and wash it okay. down. Okay, all right. Because I did try to drink 100% of my urine that came out. I did try to do that. But what I found was, uh, okay, so I get up, pee in a cup, drink it all. Pee in a cup, drink it all. I was finding that as soon as I drank my urine, I had to pee like 10 minutes later. So all day long, there was this cycle. It is one of the best diuretics on the planet, Doc. This you'll find in all your basic uh, readings and writings on urine therapy. It, when, when people are obese uh, from immune system dysfunction and so on, retaining a lot of water, okay, one of the best diuretics is urine therapy. I know exactly what you're talking about. And about the third pass, the urine is very clear. It gets much, much easier to drink. See? And one of my patients, I've got to thank you and bless you for what you're doing with these radio shows. I've had your patients and your listeners call me and say, mm-hmm. I heard you on Doc, we, um, Dr. Daniel's show, okay? And I want to know about this. And I've got what I call my East Coast Brain Trust, and he'll be listening to this broadcast probably on your archives because he's busy during mm-hmm. the day. Uh, his name is Sam G G E E in New York, and he is on fire when it comes to urine therapy. He's got all the books, Your Own Perfect Medicine, Golden yep. Fountain, blah, blah, blah. He's got them all, mm-hmm. and and he's, he's branched out too into uh, fecal therapy and um, – helping people stop smoking. He's, he's 29 years old, and he started um, home, um, natural medicines when he was 21 and really got on fire after they murdered his dad with morphine and re- radiation and chemo a couple of years ago. Yeah, yep. Okay. Well, we know so about we, the I morphine thing. Regular. Morphine now is a scandal. It was such a bad scandal. I, mean, I don't know that's to kill the wrong person, um, but... You know, the CDC is issuing guidelines. Um, right. It's called a, a, a doctor-facilitated epidemic. <laughs> right. And doctors are murdering more people than heroin. And so I'm not sure where that's, uh, where that's going. But openly, the medical industrial complex is admitting that doctors are killing more people with um, morphine and narcotics like OxyContin and even Tylenol with codeine. Yeah. All these narcotics are killing more people than heroin is. So uh, that has been totally acknowledged by the medical industrial complex. So I really, I really, you know, want to make sure that we've got this this figured out here. Now, is this lady does she get a midstream urine sample or or just any old sample? How does this work? The different authors have come up with their. I know their we want method. your opinion. My opinion: the, yeah. the best time to take it would be, be if you're going to do it once a day would be before bedtime. Mm-hmm. Then brush your teeth. Yes. Let it work with your immune system as you sleep. And your immune system comes out, you know, all the firemen and policemen and sheriffs come out at night. So the urine would 
Yeah, the urine would be like after dinner, before bed. That would be the urine sample. <laughs> or, yeah, any time during the evening that you want to collect it is fine. Okay. Yeah, and okay. then you have some ready as you're getting ready to go to bed. You take a small sip okay. of it or take a teaspoon and okay. some water, drink it down, brush your teeth, because you might have a lover or a husband or a wife there, you know, that, you know, you, you want your breath nice. Yeah, we call it the uh, spouse, spouse factor, so your spouse might be concerned. All right, yeah. so we got, we got the specimen. It's, it's after dinner, before bedtime, somewhere in there. And what about, is it the midstream or the first that comes out, or how do you, how do, you do that? I, I know what you're talking about. There are authors there to talk about midstream, okay? I don't ever remember do doing midstream. My personal thing is don't waste a drop. Mm-hmm. The the real urine aficionado. Well, this person's going to waste a drop. This person just wants a teaspoon. Okay, they're just trying to avoid hypnosis. They want a teaspoon. <laughs> what what is it? Okay, do? then if 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 they think that letting some go before they start collecting it is if that's their choice, I have no problem with that because I've like I say I've never done midstream. I've always taken all of it and then uh, you know take a teaspoon of that back uh, or or taken a sip. Of what's going, it's not going to be that much difference. As you're walking around, the no, no. Let me just point this out. You're a guy, yeah. and so guys are different. With women, when they urinate, there's a lot of contamination down there, because where the urine comes out, it doesn't just come out. It it dribbles along the vaginal orifice, and then some of it may even dribble along towards the oh. rectum. You know, so there's a lot that there's a lot of traveling here. So, but you know, even urine is you know, totally, the doctor looking at yeah. no, it's not. It, looking at, at, at these urine samples, if you take a, a look at the first catch, you know, the first part oh. of the stream, the midstream, mm-hmm. and then the end, the midstream has the least amount of bacteria. So for the woman okay. in that area, there's a lot of stuff going on in terms of bacteria, contamination, um, fibers from clothing, all kinds of stuff ends up in the urine. And so if you don't do, I mean, as a doctor, having looked at urine under the microscope, if you don't do a midstream urine on a woman, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, the stuff under the microscope, it's not even human. Hold it. You know? different picture. You get clothing okay. fibers. Yeah, clothing fibers, all kinds of junk. So can, is this relevant I, it's, for it's, her urine? For me, yeah. It's okay to drink that stuff? For, for me to switch paddles like this, no problem whatsoever. And you've just explained it to me. Now, nobody went into the detail that you just did and then you've seen beginning stream, midstream, and end stream under a microscope, yeah. okay? So yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm going to start telling people to pass some urine before they start collecting it. I have no problem well, with that. Well, this is women. Now, men, men me it's of. not an issue. With men, it's not an issue, especially if a guy circumcised. I mean, you know, uh, the pee is going to come out. The pee is pee, right. pretty much. But with a, right. a woman... Oh, there's just so much stuff down there, you know. But you know what? I, and, and I've read about this midstream, but nobody ever explained it like you just did, okay? Yeah. So for, they kind of say when you're collecting it, that's a man, a woman, a child, you know, whoever it might be, a senior, okay, man or woman. Now I'll just tell them, catch some midstream. It, it makes so much sense. And they say, why? I'll say Dr. Daniels has done the research on this. She's seen all three under a microscope, and the the best, I suppose, if you want to put it that way, is from midstream 
or what, possibly in stream too? No, no, because the problem with the stream is it's sliding down along the skin as well. So oh, when the stream is strong, the woman, it, um, it goes through like, all this like debris and junk. Right. Yeah, it clears the stuff out the way, then you get the midstream, and then when you get on the end stream, it's, it's dribbling along the skin with all the contaminants it's picking up. Right. Well, um, you know, now that you've made it crystal, crystal clear, I, I can start telling people this, to collect the midstream without well, not any people, problem. just the women. Just the women, actually. For the men, it's well, really not, I don't think it's that big an issue because guys don't have all these natural moist secretions right. down there all, all right. the time like women do. Well, to, you know, to, just as, as a, a generic, you know, I'll, I'll say midstream, because, you know, men have asked me about this too. Because they don't know that they're maybe referring to your research when they say cut catch midstream. They don't tell you why about any contamination no. with the lips or the clothing or whatever it might be. They they don't go into that. They just say midstream. Okay, and I and I not knowing why they said midstream, I I figured you know if I here I'm a man I'm I'm collecting it myself, and women were collecting it. Um, Maybe, you know, a lot of women like to be clean down there, too, you know, especially um, uh, younger women. I, I know of, of some of my patients that wash themselves six or eight times a day just so, you know, they're clean, which is a nice idea, you know, front and back. But that's maybe Now, what is it about rule, drinking but, urine that, that makes a person more immune to hypnosis. What do you think it is about that? The oxygen and the ozone that it creates in the body. It's just a cleanser. I've I've had uh, one patient who was an alcoholic, okay, and I kept telling her because I knew we could get her off a lot of her booze. She might not quit it, but she could cut back quite a bit, okay. And I may have seen her for a year or two. And one morning she called me up, and her voice was strong, uh, this was a whole new woman, and she says, Doc, guess what I did last night? And I said, I know what you did last night. She said, what? And I said, you started drinking your urine. She says, how did you know? I said, you just your your voice and your, your everything about you on the telephone says, I'm a new woman. And she said, yes, I started it last night, and I feel tremendous this morning. So... I know it, it takes effect in seconds. I, I don't know if you've seen this research, but if there's an intruder in the body, the immune system can send a message within 90 seconds, that's a minute and a half, in an adult to 100 trillion cells in the body that this intruder is on board and that there's going to be an antibody in the 100 trillion cells in less than 90 seconds or around 90 seconds, about a minute and a half. I don't know if you saw that in some research that you've done. That's what I came up with. So, you know, if you if you have a, a bee sting and and you've had a um, uh, incident before where your immune system is set up, you have that antibody to bee stings. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, it it can cause an issue around the body. You know, you can get like a what appears to me maybe a flu or something like that. Okay, but it doesn't kill you. You don't go into anaphylactic shock, you know. You maybe, if you're uh, aware of uh, the, the cures for bee stings, you might put some urine on the bee sting. You might put some mm -hmm. baking soda 
on the on the bee sting, any real high alkalizer, you know, uh, cesium chloride, whatever it might be, saliva, and and the and the, and the symptoms of the bee sting go away pretty rapidly. But the main thing is that your immune system has made every other cell in your body aware that there's an intruder on board and we're going to marshal white blood cells, red blood cells, oxygen, ozone, everything to that point and 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 endorphins, your body's natural painkillers from the tapping. Right. Now the question, what about urine therapy say in terms of uh a response for vaccine complications? Excellent. But we have a, another level of that which um Mm-hmm. I manufacture here in Chicago, the GCMAF, mm-hmm. and um, we have a fulfillment center in one of the Carolinas. I'm not sure if it's North or South Carolina, but I have phone numbers for that, too, if anybody would uh, like to do that. Now, I, I'm going to give out uh, two phone numbers today because I think I mentioned to you that I'm moving again. This is my seventh move mm-hmm. um, in the last few years, and my new phone number is 630 630- Six one three eight five three seven, and I'll repeat that: six three zero six one three eight five three seven. But that number should only be used after May fifteenth. Okay? Ah, okay. Prior to that, prior to that, and the next show that we're going to be doing, I believe, is next week on the eighth. We've mm-hmm. got a two two hour program for your listeners, and I can't wait for mm-hmm. that. Okay, uh, that number is where I'm calling you from now, and that's seven zero eight six three seven four seven eight zero. And I'll repeat that: seven zero eight six three seven four seven eight zero. And that number is on my website, wakeupwell.org. Also, okay. And, it, now, and the new number will be on. To- Sure, on the website as well. So I wanted to, to mention the, the aspect about drinking urine they think helps break the hypnosis spell is when you're drinking your urine, you know that you're doing something that the uh, propaganda network has expressed <laughs> clear disapproval of. And so oh, you're, you're, totally. you're engaged in this activity that uh-huh. is totally against the deeply held belief that urine is, is deadly, and of course you're not dying, and the other belief people have, which is that there's this all-seeing supervision going on. I mean, ask uh, Mr. Snowden. And then you realize, wait a minute, no one's detecting me. So I haven't been detected, so I must really have some degree of privacy. I haven't died. And you realize, wait, this big piece of widely held propaganda is false. And then that kind of opens you up to questioning even other um, big, huge um, misrepresentations or lies, so to speak. That's what I mean, you the act and I of yeah. believing. I mean, the act of acting on this and right. seeing that what's been predicted by your indoctrination just didn't take effect. It just didn't happen. I know. Then that the, just the, you know, makes just you feel the Illumin- free to question even bigger things. Yeah, you're right. That's the Illuminati and the Masons and the Bonesmen, okay, that are into depopulation, Agenda 21, uh, Aspartame, uh, Chemtrails, all these things that you and I are 
educating people on to to look seek about this there's, there's been many many patients of mine that when i mention urine therapy or fecal therapy they say you know doc you got to be crazy you know you're either 20 years ahead of your time or the government says that you know this you're nuts you're doc- i've had a doctor tell me to stop my urine therapy when i was getting a <laughs> cbc and i said yeah. i'll tell you what doctor when you see this CBC in a week or so, when you get the results back, it's going to be perfect. And he rolled his eyes like, oh, really? You know, how are you going to do that? And it was perfect. My uh, uric acid was a little higher than normal, but everything else was perfect. And when Dr. Bonley told me that he was going to check me for uh, free radicals because he had a $2,000 magnetic bed, it, the shipping on it's $500. The thing is very heavy. And it will lower. Yeah, now your... what happened to me as a doctor yeah. was I had a patient come in and you know, we had this history form, you know, and tell us everything. And he says, I, I drank my urine. And so yeah. uh, I said, well, look, we need to do uh, a test of your kidneys because, you know, if, if your urine is putting it out, if your kidneys are putting it out in your urine and you put it back in, that can compromise your kidneys. Right. And so we did, we did the kidney test. And the blood and all of his kidney um, numbers were absolutely normal. Of course. And that That's was what happened. So wait a yeah. minute. If this person can drink urine and his laboratory results are better than the folks who don't drink urine, then we right. at least have to concede that his urine drinking is not harmful. Absolutely. And that's what Dr. Bonley had a problem with, okay? He had this uh, $2,000 magnetic bed, and a lot of people have them around the world. He was selling them with uh, Dr. McNay. Anyway, I finally ran into him at a health show, and he had this little capsule that you blow in, and then they put it through this little analyzer, and it shows your free radical range. Now, the radical, free radical uh, thresholds are from 300 to 900. 300 to 500 is green, 500 to 700 is yellow, and then 700 to 900, which you're dead, is red, Okay. Well, I blew in the thing, I put it in the machine, and the number came up at 100. It was 200 points below the threshold. These are free radicals, okay? It's like an Olympic athlete. He looked up at me, and he said, uh, Doc, have you been on an ozone machine for the last 48 hours? And I said, no, Dr. Bonley, I've been drinking my piss for 10 years. And I, t- I saw the blood just drain out of his head because if I went around that trade show there telling everybody drunk to drink their piss, okay, we'd put him out of business. Exactly. And I think that what many people need to appreciate is they actually have the resources in their own body, in this case you're in, we're talking about that there are many, um, to do more than what many machines can do for them. Your body is an absolute pharmacy, Doc, and I've got the list right here when you say many more. Listen to this lineup, and I've read this on my radio shows many times. Urine, Mm -hmm. bowel, tears, sweat, mucus, blood, semen, sperm, menstrual blood, blister fluid, pus, tongue scraping, earwax, saliva, lymphatic fluid. And if another one pops up, I'll be happy to call you and you can uh, inform your listeners. Yes, your body is a complete pharmacy. The so we've got 10 minutes left. 10 min- we have 10 minutes left. So I, we have 10 minutes left. 
So I want to take some questions. Oh, what? Oh, so, that's right. Uh, I forgot. Get... You've got an open line. Let's do it. Okay. So um, this person asks, so is drinking your own urine a, a vaccination of sorts? <laughs> One of the best. Yes, that's an excellent question. It, it replaces <laughs> vaccines. Vaccines are only, what, 100 years old? Maybe. Maybe not even 100 years mm-hmm. old. Okay. You go back, and it's in the Bible. Uh, um, Proverbs 5.15, drink uh, water from your own cistern. It's right there. And the water of life that they mention, most of your Bible scholars think that the water of life is actually urine. Go ahead. Next question. So this other question is, let me find it here. You've got some real intelligent listeners. So this person is is, um, asking, again, about the contamination thing that I mentioned so if a lady mm-hmm. pees and she gets this urine sample is filled with, uh, you know, fibers from her from her clothing and bacteria right. from the skin and um, vaginal secretions and all this stuff with her urine, is that going to dilute or minimize the effect? Probably not, because these there will be antibodies formed from those contaminants also. So, but the the technique then would be for if a woman, you know, you've got to sit down to, and most of them sit down to urinate, except maybe uh-huh. in foreign countries where they're still squatting. But if you're on a toilet, let some of the urine come out. Exercise your PC muscles, stop the stream, or just put the cup or bowl into the stream after uh, some of it has run out. You know, get the get right. the strong stream going. So you don't have some of those contaminants in there if that's a problem. But I, I see no problem whatsoever at having some of those contaminants in there because it just would make the immune system even more um, immune to other contaminants that are in the air, that are in your clothing, that are in medications. You know, urine therapy is a 100% usable substance 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's the ultimate cure for every disease known to man. I've drank the urine of my um, uh, leukemia patients, hepatitis C patients, cancer patients, diabetic patients. I have no problem with this because what happens is their immune system then piggybacks into my immune system, giving me all these antigens and antibodies that they have you know back you go to the american indians what did they do what were blood brothers they would make a little cut on their wrist and and -hmm. then they would put the wrist together and mix their blood well you know you know the police wear these shields over their eyes just in case uh, somebody has hiv or aids and wants to spit on the policeman you know it's all just, it's all bull cheese as far as I'm concerned, okay? If you have a strong immune system, it's going to capture new antigens and make new antibodies. Because let's face it, your immune system is built on dirt. You know, as a little child, you were crawling around, biting your nails, putting your hands in your mouth, putting your hands in your diaper, okay? All these things uh, contributed to a strong immune system. 
it didn't stop. Okay, so we have to read this comment by uh, oh, one, got another of the, one good. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is this is a comment. I think it would, <laughs> it would help. It says, yeah, after you drink your own urine, fecal baby poop, probiotics, drink turpentine, use borax, ingest food grade Epsom salt, <laughs> and so on. After you yep. do all this at different times and don't die, the brainwashing <laughs> is pretty much undone. After you've done that, you're pretty much unplugged. <laughs> oh, God bless that listener. Yes. That's about oh, right. That's, that's fantastic. You bet. Yeah, and I've done them all. Yes. That's pretty perceptive. Okay, yes. so the question is, would uh, drinking urine unclog the lymphatic system? Absolutely, 100%. It's one of the best diuretics on the planet. And to, to fire up the immune system, what you want to do, okay, is a stretching, gentle stretching throughout the day. Um, either a chinning bar that you can hang on or a limb of a tree or a doorway and, and to open up the immune system so that uh, it can function better. Because all of the uh, compounds that are uh, in the urine will, you know, if you can uh, relax the, the sort of quote-unquote hypertension on the body, mm-hmm. the immune system functions much, much better. So they're against lymphatic stasis. And I, I, I have a website. You might write this down, Doc, because, um, and I've, you probably maybe have it there in front of you also already, but it's one of the best that I've found as a primer to uh, urine therapy. And it, the, the website is biomedx.com. It's B-I-O-M-E-D, as in David, and the letter X, biomedx.com. It's a and and on that site you page down through their essays there and there's an icon for urine therapy. It's about six or seven pages and it's one of the best that I've recommended. Uh, and these boys that, that make a uh, um, dry they manufacture the equipment for uh, dry cell uh, blood cell uh, microscopy. They put this urine therapy essay on their website in honor of me because I had done so much. Uh, uh, help for their patients in ed- educating them with urine therapy. Okay, well that's um, that's great. I just want to say uh, I have to give patient identification. We have two minutes. <laughs> you're Go listening to Healing with Dr. Daniel on the Blake Radio Station Rainbow Soul Channel. And of course, it's Tuesday, May third, um, and be sure to go to vitalitycapital.com and get your free report, Remedies So Powerful They Could Make Antibiotics Obsolete. So that's vitalitycapsules.com forward slash remedies. So I want to tell people to be sure to stop by and get that. Okay, well, Doc, we've come to pretty much the end of the program. Okay. And we'll I want to thank you very much. Uh, on Sunday. I don't know if you have, uh, on Sunday, is it? Yeah. Um, and, That's a different uh, channel, well, different different show, different. Oh, is that a different, different show? Station, okay. Different uh, network. Yeah, different network. Wonderful. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay. So we will see everyone again next week. And as always, think happens. God bless you and all your listeners. Okay. Thank you. Good day.